This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Yes, it's the Pick'em Podcast. You know him, you love him. He's not Devin Tejada, but he's Tim Mitchell. This is his first first Pick'em. Big deal. He's taking a shot at the king here. Devin beat me uh, for UFC 249, so Timmy's gonna Timbo's gonna get me for May 16th. We got a banger of a card. I tell you what, we were talking about this before we start recording. It's a tough card to pick. Very tough, dude. Yeah, want minus one twenties, minus one thirties, and evens. <laughs> it's nuts. So either we're gonna win you a lot of money, or. We're going to lose a lot of money. Either way, we're going to have some winners in here. I know I have winners. I know I have picked winners. I'm seeing the board okay, right? I uh, I won some money on Drew Dober last night. You ever heard of him? Uh, fights were last night. So let's let's without further ado, let's get into it. Tim, you're the first. You're the new guy. I'm going to give you the first shot. So first up, Dante Mays minus one thirty fighting. This is going to be a fucking hell of a name. Rodrigo Nascimento, who's a plus one hundred. He's seven and zero. Oh. These are the heavyweights. These are the big boys. Tim, who do you got with the big boys? First, first fight of the night. First fight of the night, man. Two guys I've never fucking heard of. But uh, <laughs> I did my due diligence and research. There you go. There you go. Rodrigo has not been active at all. He's fought once in three years. Um, so that just leads me to believe he, he's going to come out slow. And um, Dante Mays, man, this dude. He either gets killed or goes for the kill. He's fucking 6'6", 262 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lot more active. I think he's fought about four times in the past two years. Um, so I'm going to roll with him. Dante Mays is Tammy's pick. Yeah, funny enough, Dante Mays, he, he's from Kentucky, which is about the part of Kentucky he's in is about two hours away from Cincinnati. Years ago during his amateur career, um, I was in Cincinnati and I was sparring and stuff like that. He had a couple of amateur fights. We were going to set up they, his people. I don't know who reached out to me and was like, Hey, we need you to spar this guy. Cause I was a big guy. and He's a big guy. I said, yeah, it never happened. My brain broke. So it never happened, but I've never been overly impressed with Dante Mays. I know he's coming my neck of the woods. I think, uh, you know, he took like four tries on the contender series to finally get him, which I think is saying a lot considering they're picking up heavyweights off the fucking street. Um, if you're a heavyweight, you know what I mean? They're signing off the street at this point. Rodrigo Nascimento, uh, if I'm pronouncing that name right, which I think I fucking nailed it. He's a guy that, you know, he hasn't been active. This fight was supposed to happen like three or four times. Obviously, the pandemic going on. Came from the contender series last summer. Hasn't fought since then. Undefeated. Has got some weird wins. He's from Brazil, so he's fighting like every weekend in fucking Brazil. So you don't really know how good his record is. These Brazil guys, they come in with a padded record, so you never really know how good they are. I mean, there's a ton of Brazilian fighters. However, I think Dante Mays is is lacking on the ground. He got heel hooked his last fight. Mm-hmm. Necesito Rodrigo, he, I think he's going to take this fight to the ground. I think I agree with you. I think he's going to come out. He's going to be slow. He's going to be rusty because he hasn't fought in a while. But with that plus next to his name, I'm going to rock with the underdog. I'm going to go with Rodrigo. I don't know much about either guys. I've seen Dante fight. Not overly impressed. Uh, don't know a ton about Rodrigo besides the contender series fight. But, you know, with the plus next to his name, I'm going to go with the plus. I'm going to go with the underdog here. I think maybe if he's going to win, it's going to be by uh, by submission. By submission. So we're already early split, early battle, early battle already here. Next fight's going to be a good fight. This is going to be a banger. You got Darren, Darren Elkins, 24-8. and eight. He is a minus 130 favorite. He is fighting Nate Landweir. 
who was 13 and three. He's a plus 100, almost the same identical lines as uh, the fight before. I kick it off here. Um, listen, Nate Landwehr, I, I put a YouTube video up. This guy is the Tennessee Mike Perry. He is, oh, shit. yeah, he is very, very interesting. Nate the Great. Uh, if I'm, a, I maybe need to pull up uh, a sound clip for you, Tim, because this guy is 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 a wild man, right? He fought in Russia, made a lot of his rounds in Russia. He's a solid prospect. I picked him to beat uh, Herbert Burns. He got knocked out. Uh, let me see where I found that. I remember at. you picking him. I remember, I remember yeah, that. I was very confident in him just because he's coming from Russia. So I'm thinking, you know, this dude's gonna be uh this dude's gonna be something, but I'm 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 gonna see if I can find that highlight that I saw. Video unavailable, that wasn't it. I know this is wasting time, but you just gotta hear this guy's voice. Video unavailable. Okay, so all these videos are unavailable, so go fuck myself. So I can't find it. Anyway, um Listen, I, I want to take the underdog here, but I don't like late Nate Langwehr because he lost me money. He embarrassed me on social media. Darren Elkins is tough as it comes. He's a good grappler, good wrestler. His striking's coming along. His chin's really good. He's a veteran of the thing, uh, of the sport. He's been in the UFC fucking forever. Regardless of how bad that fucking tattoo is on his chest, the damage, I'm going to rock with uh, Darren Elkins here. I think he's going to probably take down Nate Langwehr and just be a little more... Uh, a uh, little more. He's going to outclass him in certain areas. Nate's tough, though. He has fought grapplers in the past, but I'm going to rock with uh, Darren Elkins. That, that tattoo is definitely at least a top three worst in the <laughs> so Maybe worst of all time in the history of mankind. It's bad. But, um, I can't I can't disagree with you, man. I'm going to rock with Darren Elkins, too. And I'm surprised this this line isn't bigger, man, because you look at Darren Elkins, as you said, he, he is a veteran, dude. This guy's got wins over Dennis Bermudez and Michael Johnson. Yep. And... You know, he's clearly got a lot of losses on his records, too, but he's fighting some top-notch guys. Alexander Vol- Volkanovsky, uh, Ricardo Lamas, Ryan Hall. Like, right. this guy fights serious contenders. I mean, I wouldn't say that he's a gatekeeper by any means, but, you know, if you beat Darren Elkins, then, you know, you got a shot at being somebody. So, I'm going to go with Darren Elkins, too. Um, probably won't bet him straight up, but yeah, I'll throw him into a parlay. It's tough to bet him because he's so, like – a Darren Elkins fight means he's about to lose every second of the fight, and then he somehow comes back and wins. That's how he beat Michael Johnson. Like he's 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 a freak. He has lost three in a row. I am surprised about his line because Nate Lanewear, his UFC debut was disastrous. I mean, he got slapped. So it's it is a little surprising this line is that close. Um, hopefully, uh, it remains. If it if it goes a little lower, like goes straight pick him, I think I would take Elkins straight up. But right now, uh, it, it's probably a safe bet to just maybe parlay him. Uh, get a little bang for your buck because he's not crazy pricey. Like you can get him in a decent parlay and, and be all right. But it's a dangerous fight because we we never know. I mean, Darren Elkins is a little bit older now, so how much more can he take? But uh, yeah, so we're on the same side on that one. We agree. All right, next up we got Courtney Casey who is eight and seven. She's got a hell of a record at eight and seven. She's a minus one sixty five favorite. She's fighting Mara Romello Barella. He was 12 and 7. She's a plus 135 underdog. Timmy, you have to lead off with the females here. Who do you like, bud? Uh, there's no skip option, is there? Uh, no, there's no skip option, but uh, I mean, it's uh, this one's pretty close. Courtney Casey. So I do, I do Bavada betting. Um, yeah. So I think a lot, of, a lot of my lines might be different from yours, but um, she's a minus 165 favorite. Um, yeah, I got my, I knew you used Bavada. I got my lines off Bavada today. Okay, bet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll rock with the favorite in this, Courtney Casey. Um, I don't know too much about Romero, but Courtney Casey, she has beaten Angela Hill. Um, right. You know, take that for what it's worth. And then uh, she also lost a split decision to Karate Hottie. So, you know, 
she's she's not horrible um and that's pretty much sums up this woman's fight she's not horrible she's not horrible yeah um Cordy Casey's definitely fought the better competition uh I can understand why she's a favorite here she's fought a better competition she hasn't beat the better competition I, I like I uh, I want to go opposite of you because of the underdog points and it's a women's fight so anything could fucking happen um but uh, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go you know what fuck it you know it's too life's too short not to bet the underdog. I'm gonna oh, pick. Yeah. I'm gonna pick Romero. Uh, Romero Barella, the Italian. Um, it, it's it's really it's a pick and fight. It's a bowl of spaghetti fight. You throw a fucking bowl of spaghetti in the wall. Whatever, whoever it lands on, that's who's gonna win. Courtney Casey, I do think is a better fighter. I do think she um she has fought the better competition. Will probably have a better pace than Barella. Can mix it up. Can take the fight to the ground. Can stand up. Um, she's tough as nails as well. I mean, you can't finish the girl. Barella has never impressed me in her UFC career. She hasn't really fought that many. Uh, she's fought high level competition, but she's got starched by all of them. Her only real true win that with, with a decent fighter was Tela Santos. But again, it's not, I'm not overly impressed with her, but I'm going to go oppo here. I'm going to go opposite you. Try to get those underdog points because it's a ladies fight. Anything could fucking happen. We know that. So, uh, yeah, but that, that's that's the real stinker on this card. I hate to say it. I know we're going to be called sexist because it's the only female fighter. Well, no, it's not the only female fighter on the card, but it is one. Of the, it's, it's a stinker. I'm, I'm going to be... Uh, I'm gonna be using the bathroom on this one if if I can. If I can plan it out right. If my body is in tune with me, I'm gonna use the bathroom. All right, next up, a good fight. We got Giga Chikatse, who's nine and two. He's on plus one eighty-five underdog. He's fighting Mike Davis, who is eight and two, minus two twenty favorite. He is the biggest fader on this card, depending where you get your lines from. I have him as the biggest favorite. Stand up battle. Giga is a uh they're supposed to make this fight a while ago. Davis pulled out. Um uh, but Giga is undefeated in the UFC. He lost in the contender series to Austin Springer by rear naked choke. Came back and has rattled off two wins in the UFC by split decision. Jamel Emers and Brandon Davis, which is, uh, I mean, Brandon Davis is a solid guy, but he's not like, you know, anybody to write, write home about. He's a 135er that was fighting at 145. Um, but Mike Davis, he embarrassed Thomas Guilford last time out. I mean, he almost killed a man. Uh, we all saw it. Uh, he, he embarrassed him, but he is only one and one in the UFC. He does have good striking. I was actually really impressed with his Dana White uh, contender series fight years ago against Sadiq Yusuf. That was a battle. Davis does have good wrestling. He's at that uh, Fusion X camp down there in uh, uh, Florida with Jacare, hoping he doesn't test fucking positive for COVID because uh, that would be horrible. I really want to stay away from Mike Davis because he is the heavy favorite. 220 is not a huge number. I think this is a really good fight for him. You got a guy who's going to try to outpoint him standing up. Mike Davis is a big power puncher. Good boxer. Does have wrestling. So I'm going to rock with the favorite. I want to, I want to go underdog chasing for this one. I want to go risky business and try to bet Giga. But, I, you know, I just, I, I'm just i confident Mike Davis. I think he's, he's going to be too much uh, on the stand-up. And hopefully he doesn't gas out. And uh, I can see him possibly winning a decision because Giga is tough. I promise I won't be picking off favorites tonight, yeah. my man. But, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to rock with Mike Davis too. Yeah, and, uh, call up John Annick because this is gonna be the send him home. Oh, send him home! Send him home early, man. Yeah, man. Um, you know, call call Thomas Gifford, whatever you want to call him, but that that was just too impressive for me. And yeah, you know, he he's coming off hot off that. I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna want to keep that momentum going. Um, Giga, you know. I've looked at his record. I've looked at his opponents. I'm not too impressed. Um, so, if anything, I'll bet this straight up, and I'll bet Mike Davis to finish it within within the distance. I like that bet. I like that bet a lot. You know, Giga's tough. He's a kickboxer. Um, Mike Davis tends to trail a little bit, 
But in those first round, that first two rounds when he finds his distance, I mean, listen, he lost to Gilbert Burns at you know at a weight class up. He's he's a one forty five, but he fought Gilbert Burns at one fifty five, who is now fighting at one seventy. There's no shame in that loss. But in that first round, he was giving uh, giving Gilbert. Some fits. He was giving. He was boxing. Go what up? This guy's got really good hands. Good wrestling. Cardio's question marked. Um, however, that's a good pick. Send him home early. I, you know, I don't hate it. You know, it, it's a good way to, to. It's a smart way to get that uh, that extra point in our system. But yeah, two twenty is not crazy. If you have the bankroll, it's it's a definite bet because um, uh, I think Mike Davis is that is that good right now. But. Yeah, I wanted to go underdog chasing for this one, but I couldn't. I couldn't. All right, next up, Kev, this is the on paper probably the closest fight. This is the dead pick'em, Kevin Holland, who is sixteen and five. He is a minus one fifteen pick'em. He's fighting Anthony Hernandez, who's seven and one, minus one fifteen pick'em as well. Tim, you lead the dance here. Do you like Holland or do you like Hernandez? I believe both contender series guys. Yeah, contender series guy and. Um... I'm going to go with Kevin Holland, man. This hey. guy's, uh, I think he's fought definitely the stiffer competition. Um, one thing I noticed, this was back three years ago in 2017, and shout out to Devin because he'll he'll appreciate this, is uh, he beat Jeff Neal yeah. back in 2017, which is, uh, you know, it's very impressive. Um, you know, Jeff Neal is hot right now. He's mm-hmm. someone that nobody wants to fight, um, hands of steel. So um, that's impressive. Not, you know, three years ago or yesterday, that's going to be impressive. And then, you know, I hate giving guys credit when they lose to a good fighter, but I mean, I think you can learn from your losses. And this guy's fought some some good guys. He's fought in Tiago Santos. He's fought in fucking uh, Curtis Melinder. Um, who was it? There was another, oh Rafael Lovato Jr. Yeah, former Bellator champ. He's fought in some serious competition, and you're going to learn from those experiences whether you win or lose. So um, at even, man, I, I think I don't think I can beat it. So I'm, I'm a rock with Kevin Holland. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, this is a really tough fight. This is one of the toughest fights to pick on the card. Uh, I'm not overly blown away by Anthony Hernandez. Uh, Marcus Prez dominated him in his UFC debut. Look on the contender series. He knocked out Jordan Wright. It got overturned for, I think, for fucking weed or something. And then Jung Yong Park, um, who uh, Korean Korean fighter who's not lighting the world on fire. He got choked out. Uh, he choked him out, excuse me, uh, his last time out back in August. This is a guy who has a win over Brandon Allen who beat Kevin Holland. Um, Hernandez is a a guy a lot of people like. They're on the up and up with him. But Kevin Holland has fought the way stiffer competition. Problem with Kevin Holland is he has so much talent, but sometimes he fucks around a little too much in the cage, right? Like he goofs off. Like he's having fun in there, which I like, but sometimes that distracts him. Like in the Brandon Allen fight, that's a fight I thought he should have won, and and he he just gave up the back and got choked out. You know, he's got some really close wins over Merskart and uh, Alessio DiCecchio. I've won money with Brandon, or excuse me, with Kevin Holland before. I've also lost money with him before. But again, to make it interesting, since it's a straight pick them, there's no really wrong answer here. I'm leaning Kevin Holland, but since you pick Kevin Holland, I'm going to go Anthony Hernandez. I'm going to go fluffy. Let's make it interesting. I think if he gets a fight to the ground, it could ride. be it could be a problem. But uh, Kevin Holland does have really good stand up. He's got an awkward style. He's long for the division. Uh, I don't think Hernandez is is built for one eighty five. I think he's a one seventy or. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Hernandez if this fight gets to the ground. I think uh, we need some action because I think I know who you're going next. I think uh, the next fight. I think I know who you're picking. Uh, so let's jump right into that. Matt Brown, Matt the Immortal Brown, the Ohio boy. 22 and 16. He's a plus 170 underdog. He's fighting Miguel Baeza, who is 6 and 0, or excuse me, 8 and 0. He's a minus 210 favorite. Now, I lead the dance here. Tim, I know how you feel about Matt Brown. He's obviously your favorite fighter. 
Um, oh, yeah. You have the immortal tattoo on your stomach, just like he does. You, Big it's, fan. <laughs> it's a guy that you love. Um, no, this is, listen, this is hard for me because I think Matt Brown, I'm not a Matt Brown fan. I root for Ohio guys, but I'm not, I'm not a Matt Brown fan. He's a big underdog, right? And he's changed up his style a little bit. He's more like he knows, like, I'm not going to stand with everybody because I don't have those skills. Baeza looks so good from contender series to his debut. Leg kicks are on point. His boxing's on point. People forget Matt Brown is one of those just dirty fucking fighters. Like, he'll get in your face and he'll fuck you up. It doesn't matter. Like, he'll come at you. He's got to win over Steven Thompson. Steven Thompson's first UFC loss was the Matt Brown because Matt Brown just would not stop. He got in his fucking face and, and went after him. Baeza hasn't fought a guy like Matt Brown yet. Veteran who um, can take you down, doesn't have the best ground game in the world. He's not going to submit Baeza, but we haven't really seen much of Baeza off his back or defending takedowns. I'm really high on Baeza here. Here, here. Here's the problem. I know you're picking Baeza. So my thing is, is do I want to rock with Matt Brown at the underdog status, right? Do I want to go after him? Because I know you're picking Baeza. He's your guy. And listen, I am really impressed with Miguel Baeza. I think his striking is really, really clean. I think his leg kicks are really clean. I personally think he's probably going to fuck Matt Brown up. But the way I'm looking at your face and you're chomping at the bit, I'm going to go Matt Brown. That's my underdog, baby. I'm going to rock Matt Brown. I can't go against Ohio. O-H-I-O. Stand up, man. I'm going Matt Brown. Oh, man, I think it's going to be a good one for sure. And um, Matt Brown still has some of the tank, man. You know, we've seen that um, in his last couple of fights. You know, what he did to Diego Sanchez, whether if it was a legal elbow or not, that dude's got some fucking power. But um, fucking Caramel Thunder, bro. It's time to take the old dog to the barn. It's time to take old yellow to the back of the barn to handle business. Um, I looked up some of this dude's highlights. Um, you know, he's on the Contender Series. Mm-hmm. Dude's got all types of weapons, dude. Um, and I think Matt Brown's in it at this point for the money. Um, right. And just fuck Matt Brown. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm rocking with Chocolate Thunder, Caramel Thunder, excuse me. Caramel Thunder. Yeah. Listen, Baez is really good. I mean, I, I, I picked Matt Brown cause I knew where you were going. I'm trying to play the game. I'm trying to get the underdog points. Um, in my heart, definitely of- pick Matt Brown though. If you wouldn't have. Right. You were going to pick probably bet him too. Yeah. Plus. At plus 170, I, I'm going to bet him as well. Right. Yeah, that's the thing is I think if you have a bankroll, I think you bet Baeza. But if you want an underdog flyer, in my personal opinion, there's not a ton on this card that it, it, the underdogs aren't really like really super thick on this card. Matt Brown's a, a live dog there. He can get after it. He can get after it. He's a tough dude. He's a durable dude. But Baeza, I think, is the more skilled fighter for sure. But, yeah, I'm just going to rock with him just to get those underdog points. Let's, let's split it up a little bit here. That's not one of my guys. But, you know, I, I I always remember the dip spit incident on The Ultimate Fighter. Someone put lime juice in his dip spit. You don't fucking do yeah. that. You don't do that to a man. That's 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 for damn sure. No. Don't put dip lime in uh, dip spit, I tell you. All right, next up, Yadong Song, one of the best names, I mean, fucking ever. Uh, he is 15-4. He's a minus 200 favorite. He's fighting Marlon Vera, who is 17-5-1. He's a plus 160. Timbo, who do you like, buddy? Underdog lock of the night right here, Marlon Vera. Ooh, there yeah, it man. is. Um, Song Yadong, I know he trains with Faber, who's my boy. And uh, but Faber has a Faber puts out some good talent, but he he can definitely hype people up when it's not really that necessary. Um, I definitely think UFC is hyping this kid up. I'm trying to get that that Asian market. Mm-hmm. Um Marlon Vera, 
Marlon Vera is a killer, man. He's got some good, damn good wins. Um, Ron Keller, who had a fantastic fucking knockout win last night, he beat him. Right. Um, beat the legend Brad Pickett. Um, you know, to be a dog, I can't, I can't go wrong here. So I'm going to rock with uh, Marlon Vera on this one. That's a good pick. I, I've been back and forth on this fight as well. I'm impressed with the Yudong Song. He's a big, thick kid for that division, coming out of alpha male. So you know he's getting good training. Probably not going to have a problem with his cardio. Marlon Vera is a guy... I've always criminally underrated, and I'm still doing it. I was going to pick Marlon Vera. He was going to be my underdog lock of the night as well. Um, hmm. This is not before you said this. This was bef- this was early in the week when I was just kind of building the card in my brain. I'm like, Marlon Vera at plus whatever is a really interesting number. However, I saw that little bitch try to take his coronavirus test. I don't know if you saw that video. No, I didn't see this. So he he they stick the thing up your nose, and he was getting yeah. held by his coaches. And the woman was like, "You got to sit still," and he couldn't do it. He was bitching oh, out, no. and I'm like, "Bro, I've had that fucking thing stuck up my nose. I mean, it's a flu swab." He freaked out, and I'm like, "I can't pick this guy. Fuck this guy. I'm going your dong song. I don't have video of your dong song doing it. I'm sure he sat there like a statue." <laughs> Because that's my guy. Oh, he, for sure. He is heavy, though. He is heavy with, with minus 200. I don't like the line at all. Uh, Vera plus, plus 160 is, is the better value bet um, if you're going to the window or, or betting on whatever. I mean, that's an interesting line. that You can't go wrong with that. But for the standard of picking, I think Yudong Songs is going to be a little bit too more powerful. But then again, this is coming from a guy who criminally underrates fucking... Uh, Criminally underrates Marlon Vera. I've never picked him. I literally have never picked him. I thought he was going to lose his last time out against Nolan Hernandez. So um, take that with you, you will. But I do like Yudong Song. I think he's a solid, thick uh, Korean kid. He's going to be good. So we're splitting on that as well. That's good. We got a lot of tension here. A lot of splitting. That's going to be good. He wins. All right, next up, mm-hmm. Eric Anders, plus, one, plus 135. Roll Tide. This guy's got one of the best nicknames in all of MMA, Eric, your boy, Anders, 13 and four plus 135 underdog. He is fighting Christoph Jocko, who is 21 and three. He is a minus 165 favorite. And this is going to be my lock of the night. My absolute lock of the night is going to be Christoph Jocko. I'm p- taking Jocko. Listen, this is a guy that really didn't impress me early on in his UFC career. He's had some chin problems, but he moved to American top team. Um, uh, he's obviously been in a, in the country in American top team. We're going to be able to fight in this card. It's in Florida. Eric Anders got a small gym in Alabama. Um, Anders is tough as they come. I saw him get kicked by a baseball bat essentially, uh, against, um, Khalil Roundtree in Atlanta. Like it was the loudest mm-hmm. shots I've ever heard. He still took it. He's very active. I just don't love his overall game. I think his wrestling's a little weak. I think his boxing's predictable. Jocko's a little bit taller, a little bit longer. I think he's in a boxing range, stay on the range and kind of outpoint him. I think this fight's going to be competitive. Hopefully Jocko doesn't gas because he has had gas problems early in his career. He's on a nice little win streak right now. Minus 165. I don't think that's a crazy line. He should be the favorite. Um, I think it might be a little high if I'm being honest. I think maybe 150 might suit him a little better. But Christoph Jocko is my locker tonight. I think he's going to outpoint him. I think he's just going to box up Anders. Anders is tough as it comes. There's not going to be no finish here. But uh, I like Christoph Jocko. We disagree again, my friend. Tension yeah, building. Man. I like Eric Anders, man. He uh he's fought some tough guys. You know, he fought a split decision with Machida. Granted, it was a little past Machida's prime, but you know, that's still Lieto. That's still the dragon. Um, lost to Cleo Roundtree, as you stated. Lost to Tiago Santos. Like, this guy's fought tough guys. Um, he's on a two-fight win streak right now. 
Um, I think he's ready to get, you know, get into the next gear. He's in this like he's in his like I think he's like 33 years old or something. So yeah, um, it's put up or shut up at this point, dude. If you're gonna make it happen, let's make it happen. And um, I think if he gets past Jotko, then uh, you know, he'll he'll start because I think they fed him kind of too early when they were feeding him Machida and Roundtree and Santos. Like, you know, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. And now they pump the brakes. He's got these two wins. Let's make it three, and then you know, let's uh. Let's get some good talent against you. So I'm gonna rock with the unders on this one. Yeah. Um with the underdog. Yeah, that's a good play. I like, I like I I was split on this as well. Anders really impressed me. The most impressive fight for me was I mean, yeah, he was getting kicked by baseball bats by Claire Rounchy, but actually when he took the fight on short notice, flew to Brazil, fought Tiago Santos in the main event in Brazil, in like Tiago's hometown, and literally had like a two week training camp, made the weight at two oh five. And gave it everything he had. He literally just collapsed in the fourth round. It had nothing to do with, I mean, he was losing the fight, but it was all heart and his body just gave out. So this kid, I mean, he's a fucking national champion, former Alabama, roll tie linebacker. Um, the kid's got a lot of heart. I just think Jocko is going to be a little bit more sharper on the feet. And I, I'm looking for a decision when I'm going to, I'm going to play the points on that. I'm going to do uh fight. will go to the d- distance as well as a prop bet for that fight. Cause uh, both guys are tough, but if anybody gets a finish, I think it will be Anders because uh, Jocko's chin has been a little questionable. All right. So that is – this is going to be the YouTube pick of the week. MMA takes YouTube pick. YouTube pick of the week. Edson Barboza making his 145 debut. Minus 135 favorite. He is fighting Dan Ige. Plus 105. Underdog. Tim, Tim, Tim. Who do you like, bud? I got to go with the veteran. Barbosa, I know he's dropping down weight, and he didn't even have the fucking ten pounds to drop down. But um, you know, you can't count this guy out, especially when he's not fighting a guy named Justin Gaethje, fucking Khabib, Tony, um, Paul Felder, Kevin Lee. This guy's fought the best of the best in the lightweight division, um, and he's getting, you know, he's getting older. I'm, I'm assuming he's in his, you know, probably at least mid thirties or maybe lower thirties. But um, you know, usually guys go up, and this guy just decided to go down. So. Um, I think Barbosa takes it. You know, Dan Ige, he's impressive, but looking at his record, uh, he doesn't finish a lot of fights. And if there's one thing Barbosa does good, it's it's finished fights. So um, I got Barbosa inside the distance. Um, he's a decent he's a decent favorite minus one thirty five. So mm-hmm. I'll bet that in a parlay. Nice, yeah. Um, I'm worried about Edson going to forty five because literally the guy is shred city. Ige, tough dude. You're right. Doesn't have a lot of finishes, but he's looked pretty good his last two uh, two times out. Mursad Bektik versus Kevin Aguilar. Full disclosure, Tim and I have picked this fight like six times in a row. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cut to the chase. I'm picking Ige as my underdog. He's my underdog lock in the night as well. Um, I just think he's gonna put the pressure on Barboza. I think he's gonna put Barboza on his back foot. I think it's gonna be a close fight. I think it's gonna be a decision. But Barboza sometimes ends up on the wrong end of the decisions. Ige's got a little momentum right now. A lot of people are hype on him. Hopefully the weight cut doesn't affect Barboza's cardio. Um, but I'm gonna pick Ige. All right, let's move on. Co-main event. You got Claudia Gadela, who's 17 of four. She's fighting Angela Hill. Uh Gadela's 205, minus 205 favorite. Hill's plus 165. I lead the dance here. Um I don't like Claudia Gadela. I don't think she's all that great. I like Angela Hill a lot. With that being said, this is my Devin pick of the night. I'm going to pick Gadela. Um, I I just think she's going to take it to the ground. I think the one way to beat Angela Hill is you take her to the ground, you get you, you eliminate the striking, and uh, you're Gucci from there. And I think Gadela is going to take her down, work her on the ground, and uh, not stand up with her. If they do stand up, she's going to play with her a little bit because Hill 
superior striker in my opinion, but uh, I'm going to go with Godaly, even though I think Angela Hill is a must-follow, and uh, I think she's kind of hot too. Dev, or Dev, Tim, who you got, buddy? I'm going with the dog here, man. I think, uh, I think Angela Hill's got a good shot at this one, man. Um, you know, you look at you look at Claudia. Um, she's lost to Jessica Andrade, and she's lost to Joanna twice. Um, and aside from that, I think she's beating Carolina Kozlowski. Yeah, and that and, and you can call that a good one if you want to. But um, you know, she's beating who she's supposed to beat. Um, Angela Hill, she's got three wins in a row, man. She's she's you know. She's not shot liver by any means, but mm-hmm. um, at plus 165, I'll, I'll roll with the dog here. I see her winning a boring decision. It's going to be tough. I want Angela Hill to win. In my heart heart of hearts, I want her to win. I just think Adela is going to start wrestle-fucking her a little bit. Hill's ground game is a little weak. I, it, when I think Angela Hill, I don't think of the three-fight win streak. I think about when she got fucking murked by Random Marcos, taking down an armbar in like the first round. That's where my my brain goes. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a good – we're splitting almost every fight. This is unheard of. We're literally yeah, all, written down too. We're, that was going to be my dog of the night, but I said, no, nah, that's, 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 that's risky. That's it's risky. Thing. All right, main event time. We got the big boys. We got Alistair Overeem, plus 135 underdog versus Walt Harris, minus 165 favorite. Um, uh, yeah, Tim, you lead, right? Yeah, you lead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lead this one. Yeah, tell me who you yeah, like, I'm bud. Going, uh, I know what everybody's going to be saying about this fight, that Harris has a lot to be fighting for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he does. And he went through a lot. And which is, for me, all the more reason to make the ring my lock of the night. Whoa. Yeah, man. This is fucking Alistair Overeem, man. You're right. Like, I know he, he had the last fight um, against the guy who just got fucking starched against Ngannou. But um, he won that fight. He, he technically won that fight, pinpointed it. But, um, you know, he got he got lazy in the last five seconds and got knocked out. Um, and Walt Harris, you know, I can see this being very similar to what happened to Anthony Smith last night. What happened to Anthony Smith, dude? We're hyping him up. We're saying he beat this intruder. He's such a good guy. He's got so much mm-hmm. shit going on in his life. And he got fucking worked. Um, <clears throat> I can see the same thing happening, man. And uh, Overeem, dude, he still got it, man. This dude can still make a run at the title in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about one of the greatest heavy- – well, not greatest heavyweights, but one of the greatest fighters of all time. Yeah. Um, within, between like three different divisions. I think he's, he's fought middleweight, light heavy, and heavyweight. So um, I'm taking the ream lock of the night. Book it. Woo! I like it. I like that. I like how you went underdog lock of the night. You're playing the game. You're playing it smart. However, this is the only fight that I was supremely confident in who I thought was going to win, and that was going to be Walt Harris. Thought Walt Harris was going to win this fight. He's got a lot to fight for. He's super explosive. I'm worried about it going later in the rounds because I don't think I've ever seen Walt Harris pass like round two. Uh, Overeem fought Jer- uh, Jerezina Rosenstruck, and he's winning the entire fight to the last punch where he got a vagina on his mouth. But I like Walt Harris. I think he's going to be explosive. Reem does have a chin problem. Sometimes if he gets a little lazy, he can get caught. I think uh, Walt's going to come out fucking slanging and banging. I think he's going to catch over him. Not only is this going to be, I'm confident in this fight, but this could be my send him home. home li- send him home. Tell early. him, John Egg. Send him home early. Pick a little night. I think Walt's going to get him out of there. I like over him. You're right. He's a legend. He's all this. Getting up there in age, he's been knocked out like 56 times. I think Walt's going to catch him early, and I think he's going <laughs> to he's gonna fucking put him away, man. I, I, I like Walt Harris. Walt Harris big in this fight. This is the only fight I didn't second guess myself. It was the first one I wrote down. I was like, okay, who who do I, who do I need to win before I look at any lines? Oh, well, Walt Harris. 
We are yeah, opposite. The game here, man. You got to risk it to get the. Biscuit, I love it, baby. And I'm, I'm going all for it. <laughs> so literally, usually when Devin and I do this, I got to go and tell you what fights we're. We're off. The only fight that we're both on is Mike Davis, Darren Elkins, and that's it. Every other El- it. every other fight we're splitting. And it just goes to show you, man. This this card is fucking. It's close, dude. It like, is. Either you're going to sweep me or I'm going to sweep you. I mean, I know that's so obviously, but it's like these fights are so close that I don't know what we're going to do. And now I'm even more excited for Saturday. Fights, though, man. They are good fights. I'm looking, I'm looking back on like Song, uh, Dong Song and fucking Marlon Vera. Like, that's a banger. That's a banger. First fight of the night. I think Matt Brown, Miguel Baeza is going to answer a lot of questions for Baeza because Matt Brown's a wily veteran. He's a fucking tough dude I'm, i i had that fight circled elkins versus nate landweir i think it's gonna be a dog fight mike davis i really want to see him show out as well against a guy who's kind of tailor-made for him um and then in the main event you got the big boys this is this is a uh it's a cracker of a card dilution i lost him again all right so that is you the us so Full disclosure to everybody out there listening, um, we've had some technical difficulties this entire time. I've turned off like everything Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi is fucking up. It is what it is. I'm happy Tim joined us. We're literally split on every fight. Rock with Tim. Rock with me. We're going to have that YouTube pickup later tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, it's going to be the Barboza and Ige. We'll put that on the YouTube. Um, but that's it, man. That's the show. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? He's real good. The name is Dalton.